you know, the girls would play psychological mind games. Um, or they'd tell me all of their deepest, darkest secrets because they knew I'd never tell anyone about it. They called me their, their secret diary. When I was growing up, my mom used to work in reception in a lot of small family practice doctors offices and a lot of the people that she talked to day to day were nurses one of the nurses there told me about a trick that she used to slow herself down so that she could think about what she wanted to say before she said it then she would put the tip of her tongue against the roof of her mouth Anytime that she wasn't speaking, it was a way of physically stopping herself to give herself pause before she would speak so that when she spoke... Like, who knows if those periods are necessary in your life because uh, you can't extract them. You, you have to wait for stuff sometimes, right? Or be wait, bored. Like, or... wait, what, what periods? Like, um, in order to see if your family member is okay, you have to wait to see what happens and uh, there's no going back to your life before that happens. Um, you can't just like ignore a thing until you have that piece of information. Josephine, the six-year-old daughter, an eldest child of Rudyard Kipling, died of pneumonia at 6.20 o'clock yesterday morning at the home of Miss Julie DeForest, a friend of the family at 121 East 35th Street. The child's father, who was slowly convalescing from an attack of the same disease at the Hotel Grenoble, has not been told of his loss. His physicians fear that the shock might cause a relapse. It is Mrs. Kipling's earnest wish that all matters connected with the funeral of her daughter, Josephine, may be entirely private. She appreciates the fact that information concerning Mr. Kipling is of public interest, but the sorrow is her own, and she feels sure that newspaper reporters and editors will not wish to intrude upon her privacy. He has not been told Someone of his daughter's death, really and probably Someone will not really be told for Except for the essence of your being, the just one minute, one minute to think of those who have made a real difference in your life. Who's made a difference in your life? Oh, a lot of people. But a lot of people who have allowed me to have some silence. I don't think we give that gift very much anymore. I'm very concerned that our society is much more interested in information than wonder, in noise rather than silence. When I was like two and a half or three, while in Colombia, it started, um, you know, selectively stop speaking to people. Uncon unconsciously selective. It wasn't like, I don't like you and not talking to you. It's just, it's kind of happened. Uh, I don't remember the specifics. I think it's kind of been floating around subconsciously. I don't. I have, I don't recall any sort of traumatic event that triggered it. There is no not speaking, sort of, you know, like how could you, um, uh, I don't know, that's just where my mind goes with that, is like, uh, 
What is it? Yeah, what do you think was, he meant by not speaking? Uh, and at times scared to use words. I didn't want to be a bad boy. I didn't want to show people that I was angry, or rather tell them. not wish even the hour or place of her daughter's funeral. But I could show it through the way I would play on the piano. I, I, I could literally laugh you know, I'd or come cry watch or be therapy. I did like a regression therapy thing where I think like hypnotize you and then you have a dream. Disturbing dreams last night. Go to your well defined. It's almost like very things coming up. <laughs> I did like the group therapy with all these kids, which is hilarious because it's just a room full of kids who won't speak to each other, writing messages on chalkboards and making balloon animals. No, maybe it makes you think of the world as some kind of like information <laughs> being passed to you via material objects. It was a um, assignment where we had to make a mask of a historical figure and then present their stories as them. This book belongs um, to Josephine. And I made a paper machine mask and it had roll hair sticking out of But I was able to get through it because I was able to hide behind the mask and I didn't have to look at anybody. I knew people were watching me do it. What can't we see about you that's essential? Uh, well, you can't see my uh, my spiritual life uh, unless you unless you ask me about it. Like my grandmother was totally like that. She had a crazy life experience and my dad's like that too that but uh there's no not forthcoming in your normal interactions with them and then when you start to have a conversation that's solely for that purpose then things get dropped that are like bombs totally stunned by the depth of something that you thought was not so important but you had to be there to have you what have you learned from the kids practically everything like what? I was playing hide-and-seek with some friends of mine. At that point, you know, I wanted to talk, but I was just afraid of getting too much attention from people freaking out about how to, uh, the fact that I was talking. How to know that it's mm -hmm. all right to say what comes to your mind right away. I mean, Before I had... the protective mechanisms take hold of you. I hide and seek and some girl and I go hide behind some rocks. And I just turn around and I say, don't tell anyone.